The Secrets of Technology is brought to you by the StarQuest Production Network and is made possible by our many generous patrons. If you'd like to support the podcast, please visit sqpn.com slash give. You're listening to The Secrets of Technology. Hi, I'm Dom Bettinelli, and you're listening to The Secrets of Technology, where we discuss the technology news that's important to you from a uniquely Catholic point of view. And joining me today on the panel are Father Andrew Kinstetter. Hey, Father Andrew. Hello there. And Pat Scott. Hey, Pat. Greetings and salutations. And as this show is coming out just before Christmas, Merry Christmas. We are uh, we are recording this a little earlier uh, to accommodate our schedules, but uh, th- when this comes out, it will be just before Christmas. So I just mm-hmm. wanted to uh, mention that. Uh, and I also want to encourage you, if you uh, have not yet done so, to check out another show on the StarQuest Network called Secrets of Movies and TV Shows, which you can find wherever fine podcasts are found or at sqpn.com slash secrets. So as I mentioned, it's uh, we're just right on the on the verge of Christmas. It is just days away, as uh, as you hear this, uh, perhaps even after Christmas. But we wanted to get one last Christmas gift guide show in there because uh, Pat and Father Andrew both didn't get a chance because Thanksgiving preempted their week for a gift guide. So we want to get this last one in. And, and folks, let me tell you, the baby Jesus got his gifts on epiphany when the wise men showed up. Mm-hmm. So you may want to start a tradition of epiphany gifts. That's what uh, you did in your family, Pat, right? The epiphany gifts. Right. Uh, not my parents' family, but when we got married, we decided to do that. Yes. And so that uh, tradition then has been passed down through your daughter, my wife to our family. So we, we do that. Uh, we do a few gifts on Christmas day, but we do the big gifts on epiphany. And so maybe some of the the gift ideas we bring up today uh, will be good for that or save them for next year. Cause these, <laughs> these are some good, some good ideas or the next birthday or the next, whatever. Right. These are <laughs> and, and techie gifts are good all year round. So, uh, or, you know, maybe for yourself at some point, uh, treat yourself. Uh, so let's get started, Pat. Why don't we start with you and, uh, share with us some of your Christmas gift ideas. Well, this sounds like a weird techie thing coming from me, but uh, when we were up in vacation in Maine, I noticed some huge high windows that, mm-hmm. you know, there was no way to put blinds on them or curtains on them that you could actually adjust. And I, re- you know, tucked that away and remembered it. And then along uh, about a month or so ago, um, a discussion came up and I found an article that was talking about solar powered blind openers for, for not for sh- curtains, because there's some for drapes, but this was for blinds specifically, and it uses a, a solar power thing, attaches to your current blinds, and then twists them open or twists them closed on a schedule or uh, on uh, ad hoc on demand. And uh, in places like behind a shower or someplace way up high or someplace where you've got plants in front of it, there's a lot of places you could use that. So that was uh, one of the first things I found. Yeah, the SwitchBot, I have some SwitchBot home uh, some home stuff around, uh, not the, the curtain or uh, or the blind ones, but I really would like to get the curtain ones for the office here. Uh, where I am, because it would be useful to be able to sometimes 
I want the curtains closed while I'm podcasting because the, the uh, window is directly behind me. And if the window's open, it shines and it makes the, the light is no good. And so sometimes I sit down, I look on the camera and I go, Ah, <laughs> I had to get up and go and, and close the curtains. I mean, it's a small thing, so it's not it's, it's small enough that I, I'm not going to spend the money on it. But I could see like sometimes, like you mentioned, sometimes there are curtains or blinds. So you know, tilt blinds that are in inconvenient places. And like um, I think the the place you're talking about the in Maine, they had like a long stick with a hook, you know, and then it's really can you imagine getting that tiny little hole onto the <laughs> thing? 15 feet in the air that would drive me nuts uh but the nice thing about these ones is they are they do have a solar panel that that hides underneath like between the blind and the window and so you don't have to like climb up and change the batteries and that's really nice so i like that idea um excellent that's a good pick uh there's a youtuber shane watley who does uh, all apple home kit channel all, all that stuff and he has a like a great room with blinds on two levels and i think he uses these for that so that's pretty good yeah my my brother had some blinds uh not blinds uh curtains in in las vegas that came all the way across and they were way high and there's no way they could get up and move those things yeah so he had it on a timer where it would just close you know when the sun got over there mm-hmm. so that nice all right so what else do you have on your list well, to keep their families safe, I have had so many clients that have lost pictures or lost data or the hard drives died or whatever. It's pretty cheap to get your family a little portable external hard drive that they can plug in and either a Mac with Time Machine or a PC with File History or one of the other utilities. It's a pretty inexpensive way to save their bacon. Mm. So uh, the one I I am referencing on our notes is Western Digital. Toshiba is also another brand that has gotten very good reviews from some of the uh, places that have banks and banks of hard drives, and they they put out a review every twice a year, I think, mm-hmm. saying what what their what hard drives they recommend and and the longevity of them. So I would suggest either Toshiba or Western Digital for both Mac or PC. Yeah, the the and it's like you said, it's inexpensive. A one terabyte drive is is about fifty something dollars. Uh, yeah, that's and that's these are spinny drives, not solid state. But for backups, I think a spinny drive is sufficient still, and uh, mm-hmm. especially for non techy people who aren't really worried about you know all that speed, uh, a hard drive and then setting it up for them is a yes. very nice Christmas present for a lot of people. Uh, I agree. Another fun thing with that potentially. Um, is if you have a TV with a USB port, you can actually plug those hard drives yes. into a TV and you can see the pictures. And especially if there's videos, you can see the videos. Oh, yes. like on a smart TV, can it can yep. uh, automatically... It'll recognize it. It'll recognize it as a storage device. So you can... I mean, so that's a fun way to share pictures, yeah. family pictures, movies. Yeah, I can't remember. I don't guess I did it on our Apple TV, but I, I know that uh, I had... Uh, a, a USB plug-in on our uh, on the Samsung or earlier yeah, TV, yeah, yeah, and that it's, just it just yep. worked great. Yeah, yep. you plug it directly into the TV. I don't think you can go. Th- I mean, if you have a iCloud account, but no, you're, iCloud, you're, that's you're, true. But yeah, but you're, yeah. you're you're this this is the non-techy you carry way. Carry with you. That's actually not a bad idea. Take it with you, uh, you know, to a family gathering at Christmas right. and mm-hmm. uh, with share a bunch of pictures. 
That's there are, you know, things like weddings and funerals and yep. things where people yep. want to display the background pictures of mm, someone's yep. life. That would be a, a nice way to do it, too. Yeah, I, uh, through uh, unfortunate experience recently, uh, know that funeral homes will have uh, – They'll often ask you for a thumb drive or a Dropbox. They'll give you a Dropbox, and you can drop pictures of the your loved one in there. And they'll have a slideshow. That's re- that is really nice. I have to t- I have mm-hmm. to say that was really a nice thing to have uh, at a wake. So yeah. Um, yeah. All right. So what else you get, uh, Pat? Well, this one is a strange one that I ran across when I was looking for something else. And I saw this thing with a smartphone mounted on it, and it said it was a face-tracking smartphone mount. And I'm thinking they actually use the example of you're in the kitchen and you're trying to prepare dinner and you're talking with somebody on FaceTime, and you would like mm-hmm. that to follow you as you walked across the room or, you know, musicians and wandering around the stage or whatever. But the idea being is, is it would track you and it's only fifty dollars and you mm-hmm. put your existing phone in it and it would just kind of follow you <laughs> you know with it, so they show it with an iphone on it and i was thinking if you uh because this is magsafe compatible so it works with iphones if you pair this with an apple tv and facetime you know that would be really nice or the you can do zoom on the apple tv now too uh oh, that, really? would, that would be yeah they just they just released the app for zoom for apple tv this, oh, cool. this would be a cool way of having like a family gatherings over you know distance where you mm-hmm. can have the whole family gathered in front uh and you put your phone which has a re- if you have an iphone it has a really good camera on it um put that in front of the tv and you can talk you know to them and and it will track as you move around the room i i like that idea and it's at 50 bucks it's not a not a an, It'd be a huge cost. So that's pretty cool. And I was thinking, you know, if you're using VR and you want to display your VR experience up on a screen for somebody and you're moving in the VR experience, Mm -hmm. like mini golf or something like that, (laughs) that would be cool, too, you know, because it would track you and yet it would still keep it up on the screen. That's true. That's nice. I like that. Uh, And you got one more on your list. Uh, Yeah, the... Electron, my, my brother, when I went to see him, he had one of these and, and I got to thinking it is electronic. So I am putting this on my electronic list. It is a kit that it's electronic that comes with a bottle opener that you, you know, screw into a, a top of a wine bottle and then it extracts it out very quietly and very smoothly. Another one that aerates your wine. If you've got a red wine, which you would like to have breathe a little bit. And a vacuum that you put on, and again, electronically, uh, it sucks out all the extra air, and and you've got some bottle top stoppers with it that can then keep the the wine good for longer if you're not one of these people that goes through a whole bottle of Mm -hmm. wine in a night. And plus, it's got some non-electronic foil cutters. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) at any rate... It all goes onto a stand that charges all this stuff, but it's it was very convenient when I was spending 10 days with my brother. It was just really nice to be able to walk over and pull out the cork without, you know, the grind, grind, grind yeah. pull. And uh, the same thing, put, put the vacuum seal back on it to keep it fresh. So, yeah, I was the only one drinking the red wine. Everybody else was drinking the white wine. So mm-hmm. uh, that was just a, a, a thought that nice. I had there. Yeah, I mean, you can get manual bottle openers, but this is nice. It uh, makes it a little easier, especially, for, I think, for older folks who may, you know, if, when they're, yes. they got arthritis or other hand problems, um, this makes it a lot easier. So, yeah, I like that idea. That's nice. 
And there was one other thing I added to my list at the okay. last moment. Okay, which was a, a thing for techies in your family that want to make sure that uh, USB devices are working properly. And uh, it's a USB charging cable, not a data cable. Uh, well, actually, I think there's one that's data, but it's not fast data. And it's in, when you plug it in on both sides, there's a meter built into it. So you can see how much a particular device is drawing. I have had problems recently where I moved from a desktop to a laptop for my main machine, and I had three or four hard drives plugged into my desktop. And now when I plug them all in, they start disappearing one at a time. And so, you know, if I weren't understanding, I had a client that actually thought their hard drive was bad because it kept oh. disconnecting and drawing. And so she had me come over to pull data off. It was just that the hub was overloaded. Okay, and so that what we've got here is a cable that a USB cable, USB C cable that shows the wattage draw or the yeah the uh, how much power is being drawn through the cable. Right. Uh, so oh, it, it's, okay. it's 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 for for techies who want to test things. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, because it's really a test cable. Yeah, that that. Right. I mean, you would you can use it as a regular charging cable. Yeah. And they say it's a fast charging cable, but uh, if you try to use it as a data cable, it's not one of the fast data cables. Right. It's just a regular regular USB three speed. But having this in your uh, in your toolbox uh, for uh, um, troubleshooting could be really yeah. useful. Yep. Yeah. Uh, I lately I've been seeing the benefit of knowing how much power is being drawn through things for things uh, in order to troubleshoot stuff. I had a issue where I kept uh, popping up a circuit on my circuit breaker. And so I was putting various appliances on a smart plug that also does metering uh, to oh, figure well, out. Yeah. So it was, uh, I eventually found the culprit and uh, set it up so that one, th if I turn one thing on, through the home kit, it'll automatically turn the other thing off. As soon as power rises in one, it turns off the other and vice versa. So uh, just hopefully not doing something important. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, that was my quote, epiphany or procrastinator's gift guide. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Very good. All right, Dad, yeah, turns to you then, Father. Yeah, what, what have you got on your Christmas list this year? Well, so my Christmas list is you'll you'll notice that there's a, a theme with at least the first few. Uh, Quite a few of them. <laughs> uh, being being the millennial that I am, I grew up with you know uh, getting a, a GameCube and Nintendo sixty four for Christmas. So I'm sticking with a a gaming <laughs> theme, um, and so. Uh, my the 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 first three are kind of the big three out of the gaming consoles. Um, so. The PlayStation 5, the Nintendo Switch, and the the Xbox uh, Series X, and I think I think all three have pros and cons to to each of them. Uh, the PlayStation 5 and the Xbox Series X definitely have you know the better graphics, but there are certain exclusive games for the PlayStation 5, and and so my brother in his in his goodness actually got me the exclusive spider-man 2 playstation 5 for Ooh. christmas this year wow so i have i have not even yet played it uh, so I'm, I'm well i'm waiting to go home at christmas oh. before i can play it i don't i don't even have it yet yeah uh you know so like marvel spider-man is for that um there's another there's uh the last of us the the game um i think there's a there's a number of other 
really cool exclusive games that are on the the PlayStation 5. Uh, The Xbox has phenomenal graphics, um, has a lot of really fantastic games too. Uh, The Nintendo, of course, has their own exclusive catalog of games. And so when you kind of... I mean, each of them are each of them are cool. Each of them are great if you if you can afford them. I mean, they're they're not they're not cheap. If you were to choose one um, out of the three to get, I'd get the Nintendo Switch for the price and for just the the family fun that it can provide. The Nintendo Switch is three hundred dollars for the original model, three fifty for the um, OLED model. But you can also do the the Switch Online, uh, which is uh, a subscription thing for $20 a year, $50 a year. If you can handle $50 a year, you get access to Nintendo 64 games, Game Boy Advance games, including the uh, Game Boy, Super Nintendo, and original Nintendo games. So a lot of catalog. Yeah, Definitely worth it on that front. we, We have a Switch here, and I introduced my kids to Mario Kart. And that's, oh, yes. that's been so much fun. Uh, and to uh, Super Smash Bros, which they, mm-hmm. is what they call it, Super Smash Bros. Uh, and uh, Super Mario Bro. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's not the, bro. <laughs> <laughs> the, other, the other fun one, and your kids would love them too, is the Mario Party games. Oh. Because you basically, you basically play as the Mario characters on a ginormous board game. But there's mini games, and you f- you fight each other, or you work together, oh. and it's 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 like Mario Kart. It's one of those you're either gonna like it's gonna draw you together as a family, or it's gonna tear you apart because <laughs> you get real competitive. Yeah, we uh we there was a point where I had to someone kept kept losing in every game, and uh, I had to stop playing. I mean, I, I had to tell them to stop playing. Um. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, it was the me. Other- I was the one who kept losing. <laughs> oh. <laughs> The other really fun game that I've just uh, started to play with my nephew, he's finally getting old enough to play with this, and, I, and I'm uh, really enjoying it, is there's a game called Mario Kart, uh, I think it's Mario Kart Circuit, or Mario That's Kart the Live. With the real you, cars. You, yeah, you have a remote-controlled um, Mario Kart that you put on the floor, and you build your own racetrack on the floor, but that Mario Kart has a camera, and so you actually can build the the course within a game, and it can virtually add stuff to the game. So you're looking at your TV, but really your little Mario Kart's like driving underneath the kitchen table and <laughs> around the kitchen, and, and you've awesome. got you know all all the the coins and the obstacles. And um, my 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 nephew was having a complete blast with it, except for he didn't. He he was more fascinated by the remote controlled car aspect rather than the novelty of it being a camera to the TV. Yeah. So he's he's almost getting there, and it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be fun when he finally connects the two. And it's like, oh yeah, let's build a you know a three dimensional uh, racetrack and and nice. race it. So that's awesome. Um, so yeah, so so yeah. Nintendo is definitely my my top choice out of those three. But all three of them are are great for the the gamers in your life. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yes, any one of those. Um, Excellent. And what else do you have on your list? Um, also, somewhat gaming related, at least for me, it's gaming related. Pat has various other uses for it that um, I don't quite. <laughs> I don't. I don't. I don't. <laughs> uh, the 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 Meta Quest, and and of course the Meta Quest Three is the the current model out there. It's also pricey at five hundred dollars. But um, I've had the Meta Quest One, and and uh, I was gifted the Meta Quest Two from uh, Pat. So thank you for that. It's still also sitting at home waiting for Chris. <laughs> Christmas for me to, to to play with it, uh, but 
but again, like that, you've got just a completely different immersive experience with with video games. And of course, I'd I'd highly recommend the Star Wars ones that are out there. And mm-hmm. uh, there's and there's a number of other really cool games. I know Pat, you I think you mini golf and I, I and, mini golf like crazy. <laughs> and they're always releasing. They just released one today that I played for thirty minutes before I came in here. Uh, <laughs> uh, based upon the Meow Wolf. Uh, uh, franchise that's in Denver and different places. It's a very trippy, psychedelic, fun, very different dynamics in the game, uh, the game dynamics. Yeah. And uh, like they've released seventh guest for the VR, which I was one of our family's favorite uh, games back on a PC and missed, of course. And um, Oh, Wallace and Gromit. If you've got family members, they just released a Wallace and Gromit, AR experience or, you know, multi, multi, you sure. know, um, what am I trying to say? Mixed reality. MR. Mixed reality. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yep. So that, uh, that I just purchased before I walked in here. Huh. <laughs> That's something my, my, my family would enjoy, I think too. Yeah. There is a Stranger Things game and I would never <gasps> That's play it. That's right. Oh no, I'm, I, that was the other, that was the other thing. I'm, I'm glad that I was able to upgrade to the Quest 2 because like that just came out. Um, one that I'm terrified to try, but I feel like I have to is the Resident Evil because me and my brother get into that. But it's more like it's 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 going to be one of those things where you you do it together. But knowing my brother, he's going to like actually physically like touch me or something when you know like and then all yeah like the zombie gets you and stuff. But uh, but yeah, Stranger Things. I saw that that just I think that just released. A month ago or so, yeah, I was yeah. Gonna say, like a that. month or so. Uh, I haven't bought it yet, but uh, but I do dabble in in trying things and maybe never finishing them. Right, but- yeah, <laughs> yeah, awesome. Uh, so so yeah, so that's another just phenomenal kind of real immersive sort of thing, and I've I've been astounded by the the quality of the quest, and it's it's not gimmicky. I mean, it it is, but I mean, when you get into it, it's. It it's truly immersive. I mean, right. it, it feels it feels real as opposed to uh, kind of the gimmicky sort of thing. Yeah. And if you want to justify it for those people who aren't gamers in your life, you can tell them about the exercise games mm-hmm. and the the learning games and the yep. the travel stuff. And there, there's tons of other things, but you're really getting it for the games. Right. Right. Well, you can even like just sit there and watch a movie with it too. Oh, so yeah, it's like I go well, it's like big a screen and yeah, watch big 3D screen. movies. Yep, you know. Yep. So. So yeah, so gaming can be just kind of that that <laughs> that uh, side side reason to get it. <laughs> or the core and the rest of gravy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Um, and then for I just had a few other random I call them kind of stocking stuffer tech things that I that I had on my list. Uh, one of them being um, I and I think it was mentioned on the show before, but a temperature controlled coffee mug, which mm. uh, I do not have and would love to have. That one looks really cool. So it's got <laughs> right. Hint, yeah. Mom. Uh, Epiphany's, you know, still a few weeks away at this point, but uh, it's got a it's got a base charger and then it's got a um, it'll keep your coffee warm. I think the battery life says it's, it's roughly up to 80 minutes. 
depending. And Dom, I think you yeah. have one of these. So I you have can... one. Yeah. Uh, and I, I mentioned before it, uh, it sort of, the, the length of time it lasts depends on the temperature you set it at, but you can, you can use an app to set your perfect temperature for how you like your coffee or tea or hot co- chocolate, whatever it is you're, you're trying to keep warm and you can hot set, yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's the, tis the season. Uh, you can, uh, and you can change it, you know, depending on what you got in there. And, uh, but yeah, I had to go without it for about a month and a half, and I'm so glad to have it back again because uh, <laughs> having a hot cup of coffee, uh, you know, I'm not one of those people who drink my coffee in 20 minutes. I, I savor my coffee, uh, and having it stay hot the entire time I'm drinking it is so great. Um, well, and the, the taste genuinely changes as it gets cooler. I yes. mean, so like if it's super hot, you can't taste anything, but as it cools, certain flavors come out. Yeah. But then when it gets too cool, then it's just no. not as good. So, yeah, you kind of want that optimal temperature yes. and get the 14 ounce one. The 10 ounce one is like a espresso cup. It's, you know, it's a very small cup of coffee. I, frankly, <laughs> I, w- I wish they had a bigger one because I would uh, I would love to have a bigger yeah. one. 20 more ounce more. like your wife likes. <laughs> yes, my wife's it's all her teacups are 20 ounces at a, at a pop. I, uh, you see how hard it is to find 20 ounce mugs. Uh, I, I have to <laughs> troll Etsy every once in a while to get one for her. Uh, and uh, nice. all right, so what else do you have on uh, stocking stuffers? Uh, this one I don't have personally, but I have a I have a different one. But um, it's a Bluetooth uh, shower speaker, or you could take it to the pool or the beach. So it's a kind of a waterproof Bluetooth speaker. And this one is thirty bucks, and so it's you know perfect to to throw in the shower, throw in your your uh, your bag to to go to the beach or or whatever uh these things are just just fun you know they they add a bit of especially like i guess for me i i love to just kind of listen to music in the shower and or sing um, along with it (laughs) (laughs) you know you've got the great acoustics in there so yeah yeah, it it works out it works out (laughs) real real good so uh so yeah so i've always just just enjoyed that and of course pool party you know kind of thing that adds that adds all sorts of flavors to that so, Father, um, I, before you yeah. do your last one, uh, speaking of speakers, I'm going to throw this at you. A couple of weeks ago when I was uh, on with uh, Father Corey and Joanne, I had a Bluetooth speaker. I just threw the link into the show notes. If you click on that link and uh, open it up and take a look at this Bluetooth speaker that you are you must have. <laughs> <laughs> this is the Grogu, the Santa Grogu oh my Bluetooth speaker. And it's got a little lanyard thing, to, like a little hole for a lanyard. You could hang this in your Christmas tree as an ornament and play Christmas music Oh my through gosh. It. It's oh, a, wow. Yeah, it's a Bluetooth speaker. And it's like 12 yeah. bucks. It's like the best thing I've found all, like for all the whole gift guides, this is my favorite thing I've found. <laughs> Uh, but but the other, but it's not, I'm sure it's not waterproof or, you know, showerproof. So the, uh, right, if you like right, to listen right. to stuff, so. In the shower or whatever, yeah. That having a nice speaker in there that that would be good. Oh no, that's fantastic! Because like, I mean, it's it's so quintessential. You put in the, you could put that in a tree and then start to play Mannheim Steamroller out of it. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) And they have non or Star Wars music, of course. Of course, you could actually play the Star Wars Christmas album. Yes, I was just going to mention that. Which is, um, (laughs) if if you can't look it up on YouTube, it's it's I have the CD. Yeah, it was a sort of a rare. Uh, experience Luc- i will Lucas try to find you for the show notes but yeah Lucasfilm doesn't uh really talk about it. it's like it's like the holiday special but yeah. it's so much better than the holiday special <laughs> it is they That's have good. songs like you know what can you get a wookie for christmas when he already owns a comb <laughs> yes <laughs> like the, and it's c3po and r2d2 and it's anthony daniels narrating oh, and yeah. singing it's it's it great. like the holiday special is cringeworthy this one is just adorable it's, i mean you you listen yeah. to it it's it's not it's not cringeworthy it's 
it's actually kind of catchy and fun <laughs> and R2D2 and C3PO debate the meaning of Christmas and yes. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. This is from the eighties. I think it was uh, when they did it. It was, it was, yeah, I think 1980, I think it was right in that time zone of after the holiday special, it may have been before the Empire Strikes Back even. So 79, 80, right? Right in that time zone. Right. Christmas in the Stars is the name of the album, by the way. Okay. I may, I, I may, you know, just have this on my iTunes playlist. And <laughs> I do. Maybe. <laughs> I do. Maybe. Maybe. I have I will, the CD back home too, but okay, yeah, yeah, Christmas got, in the Stars. I've got the link for the... Uh, for the the uh, the show the the, the uh, show notes, so folks, you can go to our Perfect. show notes yes. and find that. Yes. <laughs> so, um, and then my final my final gift has nothing to do with Star Wars, or um, it's just a, a simple little uh, tech tech gift uh, phone charger that that can fit in your wallet. So that it's looks really cool. Really, really small credit card size kind of charger, seventy bucks. Fits in your wallet. Um, you know, it's one of those things that uh, ideally you wouldn't have to use it, but if you're caught in an emergency, it could save your bacon. Yeah, so. even gets if you can get just a little bit of charge, so you can make a phone call. That would be mm-hmm. fantastic. Yeah, and it works with the so the small. lightning cable and the USB C cable, so it's it's you know kind of universal in that sense. And nice, that's excellent. So. Very yeah, cool. Yeah. So uh, I've got a few that I want to mention here, some that might be stocking stuff worthy or some that are maybe a little a little bit more. Uh, but my first one is uh, you may have heard that the uh, the new Raspberry Pi 5 is now out, the, the newest version of Raspberry Pi. But the Raspberry Pi 4 is still a very good compu- uh, little basic computer. And uh, I have gone to this site called K- Kana Kit. Uh, I call it Kana, like the wedding feast and uh, Kana kit. They have a Raspberry Pi for starter kit and if they, you can get different ones uh, with, with varying amounts of RAM and storage that they come with. And the, the kit includes um, a, well, this is a different kit than the one I was intending to do things. The kit that I like came with a keyboard, a mouse and a case for the uh, for the for the Raspberry Pi, which usually comes just as a plain board, but once you've got it set up, it is a full Linux computer. You can do anything you can do on you can do on a Linux, and you can set up all kinds of fun stuff. So a and it's around a hundred bucks, you know, somewhere around there usually for one hundred twenty bucks. So not not a break the bank. In, I mean, for for a full on computer, all you have to do is add monitor, and uh, you, you're pretty much all set. So that's a pretty good deal. So the uh, Raspberry, and I would say like if you were getting it for a kid who's just getting started with things, uh, Raspberry Pi four is plenty. It's sufficient. You don't need to get the latest and greatest. Um, the Raspberry Pi five is nice. It has some advantages, but they would be lost on like a beginner. I think the advantages. Then uh, this is something I saw on. Uh, I think I saw it on like an Instagram reel or something like an Instagram ad. And then I saw it again on Amazon and I thought at first you go, this is stupid. But then you start to think what it is, is they're rechargeable flashlight gloves. And what it is, it's they're like the fingers that just go over your thumb and your forefinger, like your, your pointy finger. And then it sort of comes around and wraps around the, your rest of your hand and your wrist. And on, at, at the tip of your fing, thumb and forefinger is a light, an LED light. And so you can put, 
put light wherever you point. So if you're ever like working in a confined space, like under a sink or like sometimes you want to you wear a, like a headlamp to do this, mm-hmm. uh, which is something I've, I recommended uh, on our last gift guide was a headlamp. But sometimes a headlamp, you know, you can't you can't maneuver your head to the location where the uh, the light needs to go. Well, if you're working on a thing, your fingers are pointing right at it to begin with. And so it gives you four sources of light. Um, frankly, I think I, I saw this and said, this is totally what they should have had in Starfleet instead of those stupid wrist flashlights <laughs> that they had on the Voyager and uh, you know stuff. You know what I mean? Like those are totally impractical. This would have been so much better. Um, so, and it's like 12 bucks. And you can say, let there be light and point. <laughs> yes, I am bringing light to all that I point upon. You can do it totally. Like, oh. Just imagine your dad on Christmas Christmas morning with oh, these yeah. on. You know, he would totally be having a blast pointing at things and lighting them up. Well, I, I, I just have so many memories of dad, like, handing me a flashlight and being like, here, point it here. Like, yeah. you know, whether you're working on, like, the truck and you've needed, you need light under the, the hood or right. or somewhere dark. And it's like, yeah, and yeah then this you, would solve oh, all of those problems. Mouth, yeah. you know, the, flashlight. Right. the kid gets distracted and, the, and you, you start pointing the flashlight. No, no, no. Back over here. Back over here. Yeah, right, you don't have to right. deal with any of that. So that, uh, yeah, that is. That's uh, cool. A nice little fun stocking stuffer. Uh, now, another little stocking stuffer that kind of goes along with some of the ones you were talking about, Father, is the mm. 8-Bit-Do, uh, 8-B-I-T-D-O, 8-Bit-Do, light to Bluetooth gamepad for Switch, Switch Lite, Android, and Raspberry Pi. So it is a small Nintendo-style gamepad, although it's kind of um, almost like Xboxy a little bit, too. Uh, but it's a Nintendo-style gamepad. Um, it's. It looks like it's set up uh, like the Nintendo Pro controller, right? Which is which is good. Yeah, and so these are little Bluetooth controllers that uh, you know. So you because especially if you um, if, if you only get two Joy Cons that come with your Switch, uh, so this would be a way to you have other people able to play. Or if you don't like the Joy Cons and you want something a little more you know solid uh if you have bigger hands the joy cons are horrible for yes. using one of those as a controller right right and it's got all the buttons it's even got the uh the the uh the two uh pointer finger and um middle finger buttons on the top edge on the front edge so uh yeah it works works just like that and so it's a nice little just works uh through your bluetooth and then finally is a uh, a little portable charger, just sort of like what you were talking about, Father. This one isn't quite as portable where you can stick it in your wallet, but it's still pretty small. It's they 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 say they call them lipstick size. I mean, it might be. A little... I've got one. Yeah. Okay, and so this is from my favorite company, Anchor, uh, and my second favorite company after Apple, I suppose. But uh, Anchor, uh, it's the portable charger, two in one hybrid charger. 5,000 milliamp hour, which is a pretty good amount of charging power uh, with 20 watt power delivery. So you can charge up, you know, your iPhone or Android phone uh, pretty quickly. And uh, it's so it's a they say it's a two in one charger and you can um, you can plug stuff into it and uh, you can plug it into the wall and, you know, charge it. It's got the it's got the wall prongs on on it that fold up oh. so you can plug it directly into the wall to recharge it or you can recharge it, you know, at at your desk, you know, in, in the computer. Uh, so it's a it's a nice thing to just throw in your bag, throw in your pocket, have with you. It's even got a uh, a lanyard 
if yeah to you know to put to put around your wrist or whatever um or around something um but uh it's a uh, very very compact and useful so those yeah, are I've got a uh, couple of year old model of the lipstick one. Mine doesn't plug into the wall. You just use a USB cord, you know, to do it. But it's so convenient to just drop it in the corner of my my purse. You know, it, it really is nice. Yes, yes. And yeah, I think like, I have a bunch of different chargers and I like to have the variety of them and having one like this would be very useful. And it's 35 bucks. So uh, that's which is pretty good for uh, for a charger of, of that size. Excellent. So those are the last of the our 2023 Christmas gift ideas for you. Hopefully there's been something in here for you to give to somebody and something in here for you to ask for yourself, because this, a, this has been a pretty uh, great gift guide this year, I think. And uh, uh, it's one of my favorite things to do every year is is to do these gift guides, because it's fun to see what uh, interesting things uh, everyone brings to the list. Uh, and uh, so at some point, I'm going to put together the comprehensive like a uh, list for like all the years picks uh, all the years ideas and, uh, and put them on line somewhere and I'll let the, the audience know uh, where that is. All right. So let's take a moment for, uh, before we move on to thank our patrons who make it possible for us to create the secrets of technology, including Gary C, Michael P, Jim F, Richard S and father Daniel J their generous donations at sqpn.com slash give have put them on Santa's nice list and make it possible for us to continue the secrets of technology. Santa's on our side. He's Saint Saint Nicholas and all the shows at StarQuest. You can join them by visiting sqpn.com slash give. Ho, ho, ho. So our headlines today. So uh, Pat, I think you brought this head, this first headline to, to our attention, uh, there was a a little while in November when uh, if you were using OneDrive, Microsoft OneDrive on your Windows PC and you tried to quit OneDrive, it would pop up a dialogue and, and, and require you to answer the question, why are you quitting OneDrive? Uh, uh, it, it turned out eventually that it was a, a test that the company was trying to survey why people would be quitting. But the typical Microsoft heavy-handed arrogance yes but pat what did you what do you think of this and i I know you have opinions about onedrive in general well it can be very helpful in some cases but i have had too many clients that don't have office 365 and therefore don't have uh, access to a terabyte's worth of microsoft storage they only get you know four or five gigs with the free one and OneDrive just is is wrecking my life these days because you know my I have a client who wants to set something up they set it up themselves and all of a sudden they're out of space because they didn't know that Microsoft doesn't even ask you if you want OneDrive. That's how arrogant they are. It just sets it up. Yeah, it sets it up and assumes you're gonna you know and so anything you copy in there is gonna go up into the cloud and if you're mm-hmm. trying to copy fifty gigabytes worth of pictures into that space, it gets part way through and you don't know what's going on. And then they lose that, you know, the things are part one place, part another. And I, I hate that. But for those people who have Office 365, it is a nice way to keep a copy in the cloud in case something happens to their machine. Now, it's not the same as a traditional backup, but it gives you a second copy of something that's synchronized with what you're doing. But yeah, Microsoft has gotten so 
pushy. After their updates, they come up with about five screens worth of stuff that my clients have to answer. Now, don't you want to have Edge as your browser? You know, and and they continue with, uh, you know, you, now let's set up your Game Boy account or, or the, their Game Pass or, or whatever. And they go through about five screens and I get calls from every time after an update. So, yeah. yes. Uh, now, uh, Apple's not innocent uh, in this either. They, they also give a paltry five gigabytes basic uh, in their uh, basic iCloud account, which is ridiculous that they it should be... It, Five gigabytes. When you can't, you basically turn around in that. It's like a small closet of uh, space. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, they should they should be giving a lot more space for to to folks who are spending all this money on their their devices. Um, but yeah, the the this heavy handed. It's almost like Microsoft thinks that they like they're they're being gracious and letting you use their their operating system sometimes just the way that they 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 force updates they you know in the middle of you're in the middle of something well too bad uh we're gonna reboot you for an update and stuff like that it just they've gotten better about that they basically now they don't force it as much uh as they they ask you to schedule it and stuff like that so they're they're, it's Mm. better but it's yeah right they are heavy-handed head i still just like this that they, like they the f- want to push you to the Office 365 version yeah. instead of getting the standalone student and home. Yeah. I just like the freedom of being able to choose a completely different service entirely. Right. Oh, yeah. Right. right. I agree. I'm still a, a Dropbox user. Yeah, uh, me too. It wasn't long ago that uh, uh, Microsoft was doing this thing where if you tried to download Chrome, it would inject a poll into that page. Why are you downloading another browser? It's like, <laughs> yes. aren't I good enough for you? Don't I cook and clean <laughs> and slave over this browser You're for you? You're on the edge. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. It's not you, Microsoft. It's me. No, it's really you. <laughs> well, and their products like Outlook and also uh, Office for the web, if you try to take a download, it will force it to open it in Edge or force it to open it in OneDrive. They don't give you alternatives. Right. They they force it. Now, I think the European Union is, is trying to push real hard on them to open that up. But yeah. It's just awful. <laughs> those those Europeans are really helpful in some of these things. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the one thing that I like about them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That in their uh, yummy food. So uh, speaking of food, DoorDash is uh, has been testing out another test. Warnings about bad service if you don't tip your driver, according to the CNN headline. Uh, so the story is that some people were, were noticing in the DoorDash app that if they don't leave if they don't leave a tip in the app because you can say hey, hey you can add a tip uh it will it was popping up and saying orders with no tip might take longer to get delivered are you sure you want to continue and uh now at first that sounds like a threat <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it what, does. what they're what they're really saying is is the dashers the, the people who do the deliveries uh they are they can pick and choose which orders they want to deliver from a list they can they see a list of available jobs for them and if they see a job that doesn't have a tip they may take a job that does have a tip Instead, uh, over yeah. that so uh, but that's still that's not how tips are supposed to work tips are supposed to be done after the fact based on service right. provided 
Right. This this isn't a tip. It's a bribe, really. Right, right. It, exactly. If I'm going to give you five bucks and a tip ahead of time, you could just, you know, take the long route and show up late and you're still getting that five dollar tip unless there's a way to reverse it. Like, well, And that has been a problem with some of the uh, the rider services where people will go ahead and, and place the, the order and put a tip on it and then come back in and reverse the tip. Right. After you, the ride's finished. Right. With, with yeah. That's not good either. No. But there is cases where, I mean, I've seen cases where uh, people's food is delivered. Like they, the, 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 the dasher threw the, the food at the uh, door mm-hmm. running by or something. It looks like, and you know, that it's and it counted as delivered. Like I can't yeah. eat it now, you know? Um, but I, I think it, this is sort of a, a part of a larger issue. As you mentioned, father with tipping in general, I think tipping has gotten out of hand. The, oh, very much so. Uh, I I'm a tipper. I like to tip people. I want to tip good service. I, when I when I t- when I'm in a restaurant, I always make sure I leave a good tip, especially mm-hmm. if I have my kids with me and we are and we are a big big group to handle. You know, I want to make sure you 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 take care of. But like everywhere you go, everybody wants a tip for everything. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and sometimes it's not optional. Sometimes yeah. it's it's just included. Yeah. yeah, that that's the problem, though. Like tipping should be sh- is a perfectly good thing to do for a service that's provided. That's kind of in a situation like a restaurant or whatnot. Yeah. But if I'm going to a bakery and you give me a donut and I'm paying for it, do I need to give you a 10 percent tip for just you know, reaching, handing, handing reaching me the, the donut? Case. Like, yeah. like right. I you know, so I, I, I don't tip at those places. But but yeah, I think it's I mean. That's often, I mean, especially in the, in the dining business, I mean, it's, that's how a lot of them, right. so a lot of them are, are, are actually able to, to live. And, and of course the ones who are very good. Yeah. Good I, tips, I think, yeah. I think it's appropriate to show, to show them some generosity and. Right. Definitely, and, it, and it provides yeah. incentive for the ones who are typically more grumpy to, <laughs> to be right. more, be less grumpy. I mean, you know, it. Yeah. I definitely so. tip in the uh, where the person is making the uh, lesser wage because it it's it's mm-hmm. um, they figure they will be getting a tip like waiters and waitresses and that, that sort of stuff. Uh, I definitely tip in those instances. But the ones that really get me are the is the iPad tip now where like they yeah. spin the iPad around in front of you. And yep. now, yep. you know, and I'm like, yeah, well, at this point, I'm right in front of you. as you're staring at me. I'm going to hit the zero. Yep. Oh. The the other trick that happens, and, and I don't know if, um, if you're aware, but I know there's a study out there that uh, especially when they do that, there's always the three options, you know. Yes. And the average person is going to hit the middle option no matter what it is. Right. And so now companies are starting to jump up. If you notice, they're no longer 10, like 12 and a half percent, 15 percent. It's usually like 15, 17 percent and 20 percent or even higher. Or right. 25 percent. I've seen that. And, yeah. and, and they, so they, if they just adjust those numbers and you're not paying attention and you just always hit that middle button, you could be tipping more generously than you've actually anticipated for right. months, months at this point. So the, it's yeah. yeah. The conservative commentator, Michael Knowles had a, 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 a TikTok or Instagram reel recently where he went into one of these um, automated stores. There were no attendants. There was no, no human beings helping him. And he went in and bought a, you know, a bottle of water. And as he's checking out, he asked if he wanted to leave a tip. And I'm like, who am I tipping? Am I tipping the robot? The guy who services the robot? 
uh no so yeah that just uh, the tipping is well, that robot's gonna have an ai uh intelligence <laughs> yeah, yeah. at some point so yeah. you know you know yeah. they're gonna they're gonna start to want yeah, yeah. <laughs> i for one welcome our, just wages our new robot tipped overlords <laughs> oh so uh and finally, our, our last headline, uh, Google Maps, this is from the San Francisco, San Francisco Gate. Google Google Maps' new look may frustrate drivers as Thanksgiving travel, this was from Thanksgiving, as Thanksgiving travel begins. So Google Maps has updated its its look and feel, the, the, the artwork, the colors mainly. And uh, if you if you haven't looked in Google Maps lately, you should uh, give, it a, give it a gander and see how it's changed. One of the, the big problems is, the road colors. Now the roads used to be different colors based on what size road it was. Like side roads were white and major highways were yellow and that sort of thing. Now they're all the same shades of gray and it's, and it's hard to tell the difference between them. And that's, that's a problem when you have the difference between a limited access highway, you know, it has on ramps and off ramps and regular you know, street roads. Uh, Mm -hmm. I'm curious why Google would have done this. They didn't provide a a rationale. No, they not in this article. There isn't anything. um, It might be on their blog. They might have uh, further expounded on it or a blog, but um, just looking at the, uh, the descriptions of this changes, man, because I'm I'm all for like updating things and cleaning them up or you know making them look better, but aesthetic, yeah. But but it's got to be th- like like this. It needs to be a useful change. This is not a useful change. Now, if they had said we're going to change the color of the road based upon traffic, you know, because like, Waze does that basically. You're, mm-hmm. you're seeing traffic uh, indicated with different colors, with red or green or whatever. But that but just to change them so that they're all one color, that's really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. And and I am I'm looking at I found their blog post about the changes that they've recently made, but nothing addressing the changes in the colors. Just it's all the other stuff. Um, Honestly, I've been using Apple Maps for quite a while now, Uh, you know, especially with the Apple Watch. It works really well with that. And, you know, Apple Maps got a bad reputation out of the gate, but it has been really good lately. I have not before. had a, I have not had an issue with Apple Maps in years, yeah. and I and I use it exclusively when I travel. I do like some of the traffic conditions and things that show up on Waze, but quite frankly, the only time mm-hmm. I see a Google Map is when I'm in a Google product and click on the link and it opens up Google Maps, and right. I say, "Wait a minute, the voice is different. What's going on here?" <laughs> right. I I I really like it. One of the things that the uh, the San Francisco Gate article points out is the uh, you know apple's uh, uh way of showing like the immersive view the uh you know getting that uh close-up view of the you know overhead or three-quarter view of the location versus the way google and you have these 3d buildings now and right uh, it's it's really they they're really quite nice i, I have to mm-hmm. say it's been really really good so excellent all right so those are our headlines let's move on to our picks of the week Father Andrew, you're up first. What is your pick this week? So my pick this week, um, again, uh, reaches back into my childhood, but uh, updates it in a techie way. But uh, I used to always love to read the Sunday comics and had a few favorite uh, comics that I would read when when we got those. 
And uh, so a lot of them, or in fact, I think most of them are probably online at some at some place. But there's a website called GoComics.com, which is the the home for a lot of them. Not not all of them, uh, but it includes Calvin and Hobbes, Garfield, Peanuts, Baby Blues, Pickles, and uh, a more uh, recent favorite of mine called Fraz, which has been argued to be a spiritual successor to Calvin and Hobbes, although it's not meant to be. Uh, but it's a really fun uh, comic there, too. So you just go to gocomics.com and you can click on a comic and read the daily comics. You can go to any date. Um, it it up, up, updates them daily. And so you can go to whatever date you want for whatever comic and just kind of uh, read them, uh, read them at your at your leisure. If you subscribe to their premium $20 a year plan, you can actually get them emailed to you daily instead of having to go to the website um, and they take out all the ads and stuff for the for the premium users too and clean things up so it looks it looks really nice and you get that in your inbox every morning. So and does it crinkle when um, you shake it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't get that kind of uh, or the or the the good uh, you know newspaper smell, but it is a it is a fun way that I found it to keep up on some of those comics that I've I've lost I've lost touch with over the years because you just you stop getting the newspaper and then you stop getting the comics so well and you could print these and use them for wrapping you could. paper you could you could um actually i was thinking that was what our family always did with the comics uh, was mapping paper yeah yeah yeah. actually uh, i remember doing that too um uh, you can um at go comics you can buy individual comics you can have them have go comics print them and in fact you can have go comics frame them for you so um, there's actually one one particular one that um, it was a it was a Zitz comic that uh, my mom and I um, all kind of resonated with. I had it printed for her and framed years ago. So uh, yeah, there, there's a there was a bunch of kind of fun things you can do on that front too if you want to make a, a unique gift or there's a particular mm-hmm. frame from a comic, one of those that you uh, that you've always liked and want to get it printed. You you can. Wow, neat. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a comics lover. I love uh, the the newspaper comics. I still get a paper, although I get it digitally. Uh, but I do read the comics every day and do the crossword. Nice, that's, that's my yes, thing. Yes, yes. Excellent, uh, Pat. What is your pick this week? Well, it's kind of dull for the Christmas episode, but um, <laughs> I've had a lot of people recently that have, you know, had computers a long time and hard drives are beginning to get older and, and they're, people are saying, well, you know, is, how long is this thing going to last? Is it safe? I've got a utility that I have found that you can get and use a trial version for a, you know, a pretty much unlimited time that does a lot, but then the, there is a paid version as well. But it gives you lots of information real time about the drives you have plugged in. And I've got lots of drives to do for different backups and for client files and things like that. And so it'll show you how many hours the drive has been powered on. It'll show you the stats of how many bad sectors, how many have been relocated, what the temperature of the drive is, what the speed of the drive is, how many bits of it's in real time of, of what's going across on that. And so like if I've got four drives plugged in at one time, I can see that. And as I'm changing out drives, I can see it. Oh, this drive has lots of bad sectors. Its temperature is really high or it's been out there for 2000 hours powered on and maybe it has three, 300 hours left, you know. Uh, so it's been a real nice thing for somebody who depends a lot on, on hard drives. And that way I can tell somebody I can pull out the utility, 
you know, put it in a USB port, uh, a USB flash drive and say, oh, this drive's been on this long. It's, you know, you know, you can look on the label to see when it was made, but that doesn't tell you how much you've used it. And mm-hmm. so there's a, a lot of good information that could be used by somebody, again, in the tech, techie inclination. So it's called uh, Hard Disk Sentinel or HD Sentinel at hdsentinel.com. And if you do buy it, it's yeah, it's $22. And it's a Windows app. I should, should mention that. Yeah, too. I should have said that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, and, but uh, I've got the, you know, when, when I download it on some machines, I'm just still running the trial version and I get a lot. Now, what you can't do is the testing of the drive, you know, a destructive test or a go try to, to fix a drive type thing. Those things are not built into the trial version, but okay, all the temperature and stuff is. Nice. Nice. So my pick this week is a new bag that I've been using. So I, I have, well, I have too many bags of various kinds, backpacks and uh, computer bags. Uh, but I wanted to have a sling bag for taking my iPad and a few other things with me uh, to various things. I use, I take my iPad to meetings like uh, at the scout meetings or other, other things like that. Uh, if I need to take an iPad or maybe just my Kindle and, and a few other things. Um, and I had this really nice bag for the longest time. I don't even have it here now uh, with me, but it was starting to go, started to fray a little bit. And, uh, you know, the, the stitching was coming undone. Uh, I'd had the bag for more than a decade, but it was, re- it was really nice. And I wanted something to replace it. And so I, I did a lot of looking around and I finally settled on uh, a bag from TomTalk.com, T-O-M-T-O-C.com, the Navigator T24 sling bag, uh, either in five liter or seven liter. I don't remember which I got right now. I can never remember. I five liter, seven liter doesn't mean anything to me. Like as I don't know what mm-hmm. what what that size looks. You haven't filled <laughs> it up with water yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's, but it's. I got the one that's big enough. I can I can put my uh, iPad Pro with the keyboard case in there and a Kindle and you know pens and cables and, and a charger and some other things. Uh, the one thing it doesn't have is a. Um, where what did I do with it? as a uh, someplace to put my water bottle, uh, you know, yeah. on the outside? W- I wouldn't mind if I had a yeah. had a water bottle thing. That would be nice. I mean, they their uh, video showing people use it, show people putting the water bottle inside, and I think, yeah. what are you insane? Like, <laughs> I don't want a water bottle near my right. my, <laughs> my deck. Um, but it does have these loop straps on the outside that you can hang things on. Like, um, I was thinking, like you put like a a carbonier. Uh, carabiner carabiner yeah yeah, yeah. yeah yep. i mean they're th- they're thick you could also put like a, a tripod in it so there's like with this on oh, one yeah, side there are two yeah. loops uh so um it's really nice and the and the uh, strap is really nice it's padded it but it also has um uh a a um clasp uh to so that you can undo and uh you know for when you need to to take it off without having it go over your head and um and it's it's shaped in just the right way that it 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 hangs just right over your over your shoulder and when you want to get into the bag you just swing the bag around in front of you and it's horizontal across your belly uh at that point so it's really nice like that and it has a uh pocket a zipper pocket on the inside it's like up against your back mm. and so you could put some things you need to keep more secure 
money. You know, like money in that part of it. So uh, it's a really nice bag. It's $52 from Tom Talk. Uh, it would make a great gift for someone, uh, but it's a, it's just a great bag. If you're looking for a, uh, you know, a medium sized tech bag, uh, that's, uh, I mean, you could, I could probably fit, I haven't tried, but I could probably fit my MacBook Air in it if I wanted to. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I could, but, uh, but I, I like it for like iPad. So just to mention that. Very good. So that will do it from us this time. We would love to hear what you thought of any part of our discussion or if you had any feedback or any of your own ideas for for Christmas gift ideas or that sort of thing. You can let us know by commenting on the show at sqpn.com slash technology or the StarQuest Facebook page at facebook.com slash StarQuest Media or send an email to technology at sqpn.com or visit the StarQuest Discord community at sqpn.com slash discord. You can find links from our discussion and our picks of the week on our show notes at starquest.fm slash TEC239. Uh, we would really appreciate it if you would go to Apple Podcasts or any of the podcast directors that let you do this and write a review or give a rating or something along those lines and to share the podcast with your friends. That would be a very nice Christmas gift both for us and for your friends is to share the podcast and help us grow this community. Until next time, Pat Scott, thank you for joining me and sharing the secrets of technology. Adios. Father Andrew Kinstetter, thank you as well. Absolutely. And once again, I'm Dom Bettinelli. Thank you for listening to The Secrets of Technology on StarQuest. Hi, folks. This is Dom Bettinelli, CEO of StarQuest, with a special message as we approach the Christmas season. Five years ago, StarQuest launched Jimmy Akin's Mysterious World, which has become one of the most popular Catholic podcasts. The show educates and entertains tens of thousands of people every month, exploring mysteries and showing how we can use critical thinking to evaluate extraordinary claims. We're very proud of how Mysterious World has grown and fulfills our gospel mission. But we're not done yet. We are reaching tens of thousands, but even more people could benefit from hearing this and all the shows at StarQuest in our unique apostolate of spreading the gospel with podcasts and videos. To keep growing, we need your help. In the course of those nearly 300 episodes of Mysterious World, we've continually improved the show, adding a video version and animations that help illustrate the concepts we discuss. We've also begun adding video to our other shows as well to enhance their presentations and reach new audiences. We've also launched new shows, most recently The Secrets of Sacred Art, which is best enjoyed as a video. And we have plans for even more growth, bringing the light of Christ to even more people online. We need your help, though, to make that happen. We have many generous supporters, but as time goes on, some people inevitably have to step back from giving. As a result, our resources have started to decrease. That's why it's very important that we hear from you this Advent and Christmas, the time of year when nonprofits receive most of their support for the year. If you're already a supporter of StarQuest, we thank you and ask you to prayerfully consider increasing your support at this time. If you're not yet a financial supporter, please become one now. 
Every gift counts. Could you give 15 or even just $10 a month? Whatever level of support you can offer, please show your support for SQPN this Christmas. And remember that your gifts may be tax deductible. Just go to sqpn.com slash give. That's sqpn.com slash give. And may God bless you this Advent, and may you have a blessed Christmas season.